think. No, no it's still it's mine. I screwed, you up, screwed last up last time. time. Um, well, <laughs> that was it, hilarious. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, welcome to another episode of Eat Shit and Dice, a fortnightly podcast about board games. And podcast? A fortnightly podcast about board games and sometimes food. I'm Jared, and with me, as always, is is Jondi. See what I did there? It was really? made fun of her from last time when she said is and is is is. Um, hey, so what's this episode? <laughs> what's this week's, Jondi? Sorry, uh, I'm not trying to make a joke out of this or anything. Gamma Trade Show 2018 Surprises. Yeah. So if you don't know, uh, Gamma is the Game Manufacturers Association, and they had a trade show in Reno, Nevada. It's kind of like the big trade show of the year. Yeah. Um, they show off products that are expected to come out at Origins, publishers Gen Con. Do. Yes, publishers do. Uh, it's not really. Oh, Johnny, <laughs> Johnny. Um, it's it's for the manufacturers to show off what they're what like what cool stuff they're coming out with, so that the retailers and the consumers know. Hey, distributors, retailers. This game's coming out at Gen industry Con. Prof- professionals. It's a trade show. I'm interested in this game. Here's some information about it. Yeah, it's for publishers to appeal to. Industry people so and retailers. We've we've gone through, um, we've looked at a lot of the games that were talked about, shown off, um, and we made a list. And of the ones that we thought were cool and interesting. Yes, but there's some actual, some really really cool games on this list that I'm really excited about. Yep. Uh, I guess we should just get right into it. So, yeah. um, okay. Well, I'll start since I was excited about this one and you didn't care about it at all. Well, there were some things about it. There's reasons that you don't care. Okay. So Fireside Games announced a game called Remnants. It's a post-apocalyptic game. And that was the first thing that I was like, skip. It's it's post-apocalyptic survival with real-time dice rolling. And that's the thing that made me, I immediately, so I was like, okay, post-apocalyptic. I kept watching. And then when they said real-time, I. Um, It also has worker placement elements because you have to commit your workers to various things, such as resource gathering uh, or looting. Um, so it has three main phases. One of them is the real-time phase. So you commit your workers. You're like, all right, this, this is where they're going to go. And then everybody rolls dice as quickly as possible. And it, you're rolling three of a kind. So it's custom D6s. It's got metal, rope, cloth, wood, plastic, and then a star, which is like the special thing. As quickly as possible, you're trying to roll, and you're like, all right, I got three wood. I got wood. So no one else that's in that area can collect wood because you you got all the wood. And then you have to successfully loot so you're rolling the dice and the dice have pips on them as well so they have the resource and the pip and you're building your um, settlement up your drafting cards i don't think it's actually drafting i think you're buying them um with your resources and then you have to survive the thing that i liked about this game the most that i thought was really funny is the victory points are ketchup packets so the little little cardboard chits with card ketchup ketchup packets on them and that's your victory points. I thought that was really funny. And this is their Origins release. It should be about $40 and I'll be picking it up. I'll be trying to anyway. Right. I'll play yours maybe when yeah. you force me to. Yeah. Well, we got to play all those real-time dice games. Yep, and we promised video. Yes, and we probably will come back to talk about dice games because there's a lot more. There's way more that yeah. we didn't talk about. We had to cut down on that a lot. Yeah. It, it'll happen again. So, yeah. Um, so there's a brand new company that I thought looked pretty interesting. And they have a lot of games coming out. But um, there were a couple that... I, Jared, did you pare down the ones I was talking about? No, I didn't touch this at all. Okay. Well, there's a brand new company coming out called, or a brand new company out there called Deep Water Games. Um, and they've partnered with a Taiwanese publisher called Emperor S4 to bring that company's entire line to North America. But that company, um, Emperor S4, wants to bring their line to North America just through one po- through one company. They don't want to, like, partner with a right. bunch of companies. Like so, uh, Korea Board Game. They th- There's a couple of companies that I believe, deal with them. Yeah, yeah. So, so this Taiwanese, so Emperor S4 is going to be partnering specifically just with Deepwater Games. Now, Deepwater is also going to be doing some of their own titles, as well and they'll also be working with emperor for emperor to be bringing north american games over to 
Taiwan as well. So it's going to go both ways. But so these games that they were showing off, these games are just absolutely gorgeous. I mean, the art, everything about them were just beautiful. And you know I'm a sucker for games with weird art. You are. You are. And I mean, they were just... Just the art, just fabulous, beautiful, the coloring, just everything about them just really stand out. These are going to be games that when you see them on the shelves, they're, you're, you're, they're just going to stand out. Well, and that's a thing. And I don't think a lot of people really think about this. If you are competing for space at the retail level, your board has to, your board, geez, your, your, your box. box has to stand out. If I look at your box and I see it's called Space Sheep and has a really crappy Star Wars <laughs> parody art on it, I'm going to look at the game and be like, well, that's dumb. I don't want that. It could be a great game. I don't know. I mean, I do know because I right. have actually looked into the game after. But like if I'm if I'm at a store and I'm making a split second decision, I'm going to be drawn to a game with cool art. You want something that's going to make you want to pick it up and turn yes. it over and look at the back. Yes. Well, so Deepwater, I immediately like when I was looking at the boxes they had on the table in the video, I kept watching the video because I was like, whoa, like the art on those boxes is just absolutely beautiful. And I wanted to know more about these games because I just kept looking at the art on those boxes and it made me want to know more about the games. So immediately I'm thinking that's what these boxes are going to do on, on retail store shelves. Yeah, they're going to make people grab those boxes and turn them over. I mean, there are a lot of games and we've talked about this before like a year ago about how art can make or break a game. And if your box just looks dull and boring, it's going to hurt. If it's not an abstract game, if you, uh, if you publish an abstract game and all you're showing me is a piece of wood, great. I know exactly what I'm looking for. <laughs> but and it doesn't mean that art is going to make a game suck. Right. Right. Well, we've talked about that yeah, at have. length, but so but, but yes, a So a back cool to deep box water. will will yeah. grab your attention. So back to deep water, something that I thought was really cool. Apparently, all of their games are design, designed specifically to be able to play in, like, board game cafes. Yeah, I saw that. That's really weird. It's really cool. They make them but so I guess they're, they're not... Are they... Are board game... I'm sorry. Board game cafes are, board game are cafes super popular over yes, there? Yes, they okay. are. Okay. So their games are designed that so that you can easily fit them on a table and so that they aren't going to be too long to sit in the cafe right. and play. Right. So they're designed specifically so that they're either medium size or small. They fit in the table. They aren't going to take too long. I thought that was really cool. Um, well, especially how often we do board game yeah, nights at cafes. Yeah, like I'm really excited to see this line of games that they have coming out. Um, the one that I specifically... Yeah, what's the, what, is, what is the one that you're most excited the about, The one John that D? I was most excited about is one called Sorcerer and Stones. Um, the, they're going to be coming out with an English, English revised edition. So apparently mm -hmm. there's already one edition that um, is, was already available on a very limited release, but it was, it was kind of blah... Um, the English wasn't very good that um, Emperor S4, I, I guess, tried to do in the United States, but the English wasn't very good. So they're going to be doing this English revised edition. And it's going to be an Origins release. And basically it's about Taoists that are aligning spirit stones and alchemy boards. And you want to align the stones um, so that they pair up across the alchemy regions so that, they gain, you, so that you gain spirit stones. And then you use the spirit stones to move in the spirit realm. And then by, mo by um, moving in the spirit realm, you are adjacent to other Taoist, like, how do you say that? Gi points? Uh, I, think, I think you say gi points. Uh, no, I think that's ki. I can never. That's a I Q? never. Yeah, I think it's said. So I think it it's pronounced gi. <laughs> no, I think it's pronounced gi points. Okay, John D. What? All right. If I know anything about. Dragon Ball Z, it's pronounced key. Yeah, we're not talking about Dragon Anyway, <laughs> anyway. You, but anyway, you gain the other Taoists, however you say, gi points. I'm so you sure gain, key, you gain but... those for actual, like, victory points. And you use your stones to acquire, like, artifacts, and you gain points and bonus points. Um, you get four card hands, and you play two cards to ma manipulate st zones. Okay, is there, is there a price point on this? They didn't say what the okay. price point was going to be. Okay, well, it seems, I mean, if you buy them all, I guess we'll play them. Uh, I hope to buy them all. I mean, the games were beautiful. I mean, I, I can't speak. I'm really excited about Deepwater yeah. games. Really excited about Deepwater games. Okay, cool. So I, I, I assume they're going to have a booth at Origins. Okay, so everybody here knows how I feel 
about games where someone has died. <laughs> Um, I love, or police I love games, police games, or procedurals, like, yeah. or any of those. Like someone's died, you got to figure out who done it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Portal has a game coming out called Detective, a modern crime board game. Yeah, it looks really cool. It's a story-driven co-op, which both of those, <laughs> both of those things. So J- Johnny's notes here say, seems like something would be right up Jared's alley. Yeah, that is. is exactly what it is. Now, I don't appreciate you talking about my alley and making me bring it up here <laughs> in front of, in front of an audience, but yes, it does. It does. There were a lot of things about this game. I thought sounded incredibly cool. Yeah. So it looks like you play as part of a detective, a detective agency. Um, and, Somehow, <laughs> I want to know the specifics of this. How do you have access to the CIA's database, John D? So it's not the real CIA's database. Well, of course it's not the real CIA. Okay, so they said that what's really cool is there's there's like a actual like fake database that you can actually access that they're they have set through up on the through through the internet. Yeah. That um, it's apparently a very immersive game. Which again, right up my alley. Yeah. Um, they said that the game actually kind of breaks the fourth wall so that um, you actually will get online and you'll want to do things like look, yeah, at, Google look at Google Maps. Yeah, you have to look at Google Maps. You have to go to Wikipedia. Um, you'll want to check actual real events that have happened. Um, and this fictional database actually exists in the game and you'll actually get online and look at videos and look at reports. I just think that's ridiculous. It, like, And I think you, you because know, they've done this, that I think that means they're going to be creating new... Like, the game is going to come out with five cases. Yeah, but it's Portal, so they'll have other stuff on their website yeah. that you can, you can get more. Because yeah. I think, like, Robinson Crusoe, it came with, like, I don't know, like, five or six scenarios. But on their website, there's, like, ten more. Uh, and the same with First Martians. You know, the, the, this company does that a lot. They'll right. be like, okay, well, we, we release this really immersive game, and it comes with built-in content. But also... If you go to our website, we're going to have more. There's stuff. more. And I really like that they do that. Right. I, I think I think all of Portal's games are just really immersive and really well done. I mean, maybe not all of them. Maybe I shouldn't say all, but, but a lot of them. Yeah, <laughs> quite a few of them. So the way they said is it's like a two to five player game, I think is what they said. And they said that what's really cool is you can't just do this game without working with people because, you know, one person's going to be over here trying to follow one lead. Well, yeah, especially if you're on Wikipedia. you got one guy on Wikipedia. Yeah. You have to work yeah. together. You have to work together to follow the different clues. And as you work through the five cases, you know, as you're solving one case, there's going to be also an overarching story that's going to be like one big story altogether. So... It's almost, you know, legacy campaign-ish. Right. And I think you and I both agree that we generally, unless it makes sense within the confines of the game, don't like games that require you to use apps and stuff. But. But this is less appy because it's like internet-y. Right. But here's my, here's my concern. Internet-y. Here's my concern. <laughs> Say one of the cases has something to do with like D.B. Cooper. Okay, if you're in the game trying to figure out who D.B. Cooper is and let's say like five years from now, someone comes forward and they're like, hey, uh, here's all the evidence of the D.B. Cooper case in real life. The D.B. Cooper Wikipedia page is going to be wrong and it's going to break this game. Yeah, I realize that's an absurd thing for me to say and is less usually with these kind of games. It's like, okay, well, what if Android phones don't exist 20 years from now and you want to play this game? And it's true. And that is my complaint complaint. And that is a valid complaint. But I think with. You know, Google Maps and Wikipedia and stuff, I think you run re- less of a risk. So if you're adverse to these, I, I guess they're called ARGs. Yeah. Um, this one's probably safer, safer to get involved than, in. Than, like First Martian. Well, uh, or that Queen Games game with the oh. pirate ships where your phone is the ship. Yeah. <laughs> That's a cool game. That's it is. It's an awesome it's a really, game. But this one, this but one's like, less of a risk. Ten than... years from now, if my phone is in my brain instead of. Right, because Th- like this Android one, phone here. this one, the fictional database that exists is on the internet. It's not yeah. like on your phone. Right, and I assume Portal Games isn't going away anytime soon. I, I mean, would, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, anything can happen, but and anything can happen, which <laughs> is what I would like to transition into our next game, Jondi. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. So a lot of people have joked about this for a long time, a long time, and. I don't know if it's just they found out people were joking about it and they decided to do it or if they've been planning this and it's just (sighs) Monopoly Legacy. I guess Monopoly Gamer has been such a success that they want to keep 
expanding into the gaming industry con con concepts. Um, so the funniest part about this, what I really like is that it was supposed to be a Toys R Us exclusive game, but, um, yeah, that worked out. I don't know if you've been following the news, but that's not, that's not going to work. Toys R Us is going out of business. Um, you can't be a Toys R Us kid anymore. Right. So the, the, all of the information that we have on this is, and you know, this may still be speculation. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's going to be all of the information that we have is there are going to be permanent upgrades to properties. So, you know, if you've played like 20 games, you're like, oh, Baltic Avenue, I've, I've sunk $200 million into Baltic Avenue on these upgrades over the course of four or five games. Um, you can actually upgrade it. There's, there's stickers that you can make new properties and change property so values like and stuff. In real life, when you upgrade your house, yes. you've upgraded Baltic yes. Avenue. It's it's upgraded. Um, and, and what I like is when you tear down the crappy properties, you you get to actually rip the cards up. Yeah, because it's a legacy game. So that's pretty cool. Um, I have no idea when this is going to be coming out because, like I said, it was supposed to be a Toys R Us exclusive, and now, in light of recent news, I guess they're going to have to find another retail partner. Maybe Target. Target's been getting a lot of exclusive games. Maybe GameStop because they had the exclusive collector's edition of they Monopoly did. Gamer. I could see that happening. So I don't know. When we find out more information about it, we'll tweet about it. So, you know, follow us on Twitter, I guess. Yeah. There's a shameless plug right there. North Star Games. Okay. So John, you have to explain this to me because I know all about Happy Salmon. Yeah. So, but I don't know much about this. Yeah, can, so can, can you look at what I'm doing? Yeah. <laughs> God. Okay, so we're big fans of of uh, North Star Games. Yes, we like their games a lot. Love Woods and Wagers, and we and we like Happy Salmon. Yes, a lot. Jared's doing the Happy Salmon thing. Um, so actually, I would say that Woods and Wagers is probably like one of our favorite. It's probably our favorite party. It game. may in fact be the number one party game that we like. Yes, I I would agree. So if you've never played Woods and Wagers, go out and check it out. Um, I don't know. Listen to another one of our episodes about it. It's in our party game yeah. episode, most definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, check it out. Watch a video. I don't know. Do something. So they announced um, their newest. Oh, it's I can't remember what they called their line. They, their Funky line chicken. Of, yes. Well, it's they <laughs> have a line. It's called. They have a line of games. They actually have an official name for their line of games that are in those like little neoprene bags. Okay. Um, uh, funky chicken. Um, so. <laughs> this is absurd. I love it. This is ridiculous. Basically, it's like Happy Salmon, only instead of like the emotions, it's got four, instead of the emotions that you have in Happy Salmon, the four in Happy Salmon, these are all dance moves. Yeah. So. You want to do the hokey pokey? <laughs> and the funky chicken. And so, yeah, it's Happy Salmon only with dance moves. Uh, th- this is the stupidest thing. You can mix them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can, can mix, mix Happy because Salmon it's the and same Funky colors. Chicken. It's the same colors of ha- as Happy Salmon. So you can mix Happy Salmon and Funky <laughs> Chicken together and be like Happy Funky Chicken. If you've ever played Happy Salmon, you know how crazy that game already gets. Uh, yeah, so now you can do Happy Chicken. For some reason, or you can funky make it salmon. worse. Or Funky Salmon. Jeez. Funky Salmon. Yep, so, yeah, Funky Salmon. I Funky Chicken. <laughs> So yeah, I thought I thought that sounded pretty fun. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be out on May first. May first. So you know that's not too long from now. Nope. So that'll be a pre uh, pre origin. Yes. Release. Yes. Yes. Okay, I'm really excited about this next one. I'm really excited about this. Johnny's making a face. Um. Okay. All right. So let's let's do a little history lesson here. Um, mass transit in America is nowhere near as important as it is in many other countries. However, there are a few places in America where mass transit plays a very large part of daily life, New York city and Chicago, and maybe some other places like, um, out in California, you know, they've got the BART, the Bay area rapid transit, I guess. Um, but you know, those are like, if you're in Los Angeles or New York city or something like that, you know, obviously there's trains, but around the world, mass transit is a huge part of life. In Japan, it's a huge, huge part of life. Pretty much anywhere in Europe. Yes, I and mean, most places in Asia. Um, like the London Tube, the underground. So, I'm surprised it took this long for this to happen. Days of Wonder is publishing Ticket to Ride Metro. 
so it's a new base game set like the german set um i i think rails and sails but smaller um it's gonna have two boards for a total of four maps they're double-sided um it's got the subway systems of new york city the london underground the tokyo trains i don't know what they're called the, the the tokyo lines and the shanghai metro and i really like this so normally ticket to ride has you know it has the plastic trains and they look like i don't know like age of steam iron trains um but this one they're little subway cars which i think is a really nice change uh i think it's their gen con release so look forward to that at gen con make sure you go to their booth and check it out smirk and dagger we like them. I love John D Smirk likes them. There's a few of their games that I like, but John D likes almost all of their games. I do like almost all their games, which was really weird because she hates games. Like, if, I love take that mechanics. Not if everyone else teams up against you. No, I no, I'm not John. That's true. John, no, John's thing is if one person attacks him, that person's his enemy for life. <laughs> for life. <laughs> no, I don't. My I lose games all the time anyway. So okay. Anyway, so he he's been showing off prototypes of this game for like two years. He has. He, um, has. he had little like foam core. Like a tower. OK, so here's what this is. Tower of Madness. Tower of Madness. It's a Cthulhu game with it's like Kerplunk. Mm, only the tower. the tower. Yes, the tower. Yeah, I mean, the mechanics, the, the game mechanics. No, no. But like bit. the tower, I'm just trying to visualize that. It's like Kerplunk, but with Cthulhu. Yeah, tentacles. I mean, so it's a tower that's full of marbles. And there's like these tentacles mm-hmm. that are on sticks, and the sticks are what hold the marbles inside the tower. Wait, it's Kerplunk's the game with the. Is it Which one's. Okay. Which one remember. has the sticks, and which one has the toilet paper that you get wet? Oh, God. I don't remember. Right. Because one, remember, one had the marbles, and you had to pick them up with the little tongs and put them. On yeah. the, the tissue paper. I don't remember because I didn't never play. I think it's Kerplunk. Games. I think Kerplunk is the one with the sticks in the I tube. Think you might be right. Anyway, I'm sorry. To, anyway. <laughs> yes, go on. So Tower of Madness, first of all, looks so incredibly cool. Yeah, he was last year at Origins carrying around his prototype. Oh, my God. It looks so cool. Well, and in the video, he it was still just a prototype, but he had he had one of the one of the un, like uncolored. production yeah, and he yeah. had one of the uncolored tentacles, like what it was going to look like, and and it's just so incredibly cool looking. Um, so it's a dice game, and my exact notes are sweet tower with tentacles coming out of it everywhere, um, all Cthulhu-esque. So it's a marble-filled clock tower um, that the clock tower is a punishment device for failing your investigations. So because um, it's madness. Yeah. So you are you read literally, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to. <laughs> so his quote is, it's a marble filled clock tower as a punishment device for failing your investigation. So literally you are trying to investigate unspeakable horror without losing your marbles. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's Kurt Covert from Smirk and Dagger. I absolutely loved how he said that. So. Michael Scott, 1995. <laughs> I'm actually rewatching that show right now. But anyway, so when you roll. You're trying to lock in specific dice. So whoever has the highest discovery total, they, um, they, they actually succeeded in their investigation. At the end of the turn, um, they're vying for the lead detective. And if you don't succeed at your investigation, you have to draw a tentacle out of the tower. So half of the tower, half of the marbles in the tower are good, but half of them are bad. So some of them are worth victory points. Some of them are forbidden knowledge that help you do yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Well, they, they help you do yeah, stuff. Yeah, but it's bad. <laughs> right. You're not supposed to have that information that makes you go crazy. Well, yeah, it can. So, but then there are marbles that just drive you insane, like flat out drive you insane and make you want to draw more marbles and make you just want to make everybody lose the game. So. I just lost the game. So basically there are three, like three flat out bad marbles in there. And when you draw that third bad marble, then the game ends. I think this game looks great. It looks I so I cannot cool. wait to pick it up. I absolutely cannot wait gonna, to play this game. It's going to be one of those, like, he's going to remember how weird I was about Paramedics Clear. You're going to be even weirder about this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I can't wait to play this one because it's not a real-time game. Right, so, right, right. Yeah, I can't. And, uh, yeah, I just can't, I can't wait to play this one. 
that's not the only news that he had, right? He had he had some other information. Yeah. That so you and I have known sort of that this was. Well, coming. I mean, he kind of announced this on his Facebook a while back. Yeah. So they are kind of launching a side, like a sub. Um, what would you call it? Like a okay. sub well, company? A, a lot of people don't like backstabby games. Yes. And almost every single one of their games is a backstabbing game. That's kind of what their company right, does. Right, right, But not everybody likes that. So they have, I yeah, I don't know what word to call this either, John D. They're, they're starting another company, but it's an, uh, under the same umbrella. Yeah, it's like just another... Like a sub. That's like a division. A div- yes, a division of Smirk and Dagger now called Smirk and Laughter Games. Yes, with less backstabby. Yeah, they're just like family fun, like filler. I believe they're mostly going to be filler type, yeah. like party style mm, games. Family style party games, yeah. yeah. And their launch title is a game called Nut So Fast. And the title makes me giggle every time. Yeah, Johnny Gross. This is a family game, okay? I'm not giggling because it's dirty. God. You're the you're you're in the gutter now. Uh-huh. Anyway, so Nut So Fast is a fast paced. <laughs> it is a fast paced party game. You flip cards and everybody grabs the nuts that match. So um there's one less nut on the t- one less nut on the table than the number of players. Some um, don't some match, don't match any of the pictures. <laughs> um, there are trigger events that make people do like poses and other things in the game. Um, and the poses are like super ridiculous. And it's all it's all wood. The, the nuts are like yeah. these huge wood pieces. Um, the components look really cool, really high quality. Mm-hmm. The, the cards are like these big square cards. And the event poses um, change every round, so they're they're different every time you play and every round that you go through. So it's a really fast game. It's a filler. Um, the components look really well made, and you know, I'd say it looks like the game probably like fifteen minutes, twenty minutes. Yeah, it's just a yeah, it's just a filler game. Yeah, yeah. it looks really cool. I it, I believe he said it's like a fifteen dollar, twenty dollar game. I mean, not it's not gonna be like mm-hmm. super expensive or anything. So that's going to be Smirk and Laughter's launch title. Yeah, and he has a bunch of other games planned for that line as well. Yep. So if you like Smirk and Dagger's games, but wish that they were or less backstabby <laughs> party family games instead. Yep. People have been asking for this for years, mostly joking, I think. But again, if you joke about something too much, it becomes real. Hello, Kitty Legendary. You've heard it here first, folks, unless you heard it from someone else first, in which case you didn't hear it from us. (laughs) I mean, it's I don't care for Legendary very much. I think um, that's fairly well known. But I may have to check this one out. It's it's the same Legendary deck building game that you love. But with Sanrio characters like Hello Kitty, Batsumaru, Kuropi, Dirilu, Choco Cat. Um, what are the other ones? What's that one with the butthole? Egg with the butthole. <laughs> What's that one called? I don't know. I didn't know there was an egg with a butthole. Um, Gudetama. Gudetama. That's what it's called. Gudetama. The egg with the butthole. Um, <laughs> I would assume you could. Johnny, can you mix and match all legendaries together? No, you can't, can you? Because they're different. Yeah. Not all of them. I mean, so, you can yeah. a lot of them. It just depends on if it's encounters right, or, right. or legendary. So no idea if you can mix this one or not. Uh, I would assume not. They may have changed the mechanics. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I'm really excited about this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also really excited about the next one. Um, yes, hello, kitten. So check games edition. Um, publish actually, John D. I, I may have so, to retract a, a, an earlier statement where I said that Wits and Wagers may, in fact, be our favorite party game. It still is mine. Really? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But code names. Okay. So they said that they said that they started publishing a giant version yes. of code names. Yes. Just for retailers. Yes. And it was so popular, and so many consumers were just begging for this. Yep. It's real. Now they've decided to come out with Codenames XXL 
for consumers. Yes. Uh, formerly, it was a retail-only um, for like demos. promotional, basically, yes. Yeah. Uh, one per store kind yes. of deal. And I guess enough people complained. And begged for that, it that and said, hey, we really want this. Now, I think we should pick this up to have at our events. For events. Yes. I 100% agree. So I will be trying to get it. It's It's got a June release, so I think that Probably means Origins. Origins. But they didn't say Origins. They just said Look forward they in just June. Said June, yeah. So I, I, as me, would assume they probably are hoping to have it for Origins, but if it comes late, they didn't commit. Right, right. So 50-50 chance on whether or not it'll be at Origins. If it's at Origins, I'll pick it up. If it's not at Origins, I'll pick it up. Yeah. Um, it It's going to have a plastic insert in the box, so... Which is a improvement over... Over the organization. Well, it's they just said it's going to be better organization. Okay, because yeah, because the the retailer one, it was just a box, just thrown in a box, just thrown in a box. Yeah. Um. So I think it's really cool. They said you know it'll be really great. They said the big thing, the reason it's so popular is because the game, you know, when you're sitting around and playing it, especially like in a in you know a store, it doesn't look like anything. Well, so it, it attracts people. People are like, oh, what are you doing? And then next thing you know, you've got a group and it's hard for people to see the cards. Yeah. If you're playing it on the like with big cards, people can people see can it. see it. But and if it's like the little cards. They're so tiny that you can't see any, it. It yeah. doesn't look like you're doing anything. You're just sitting there with like, why are you sitting at an empty table? Oh, it's code names. Oh. So <laughs> that's part of the reason why the XXL is going to be a big attraction, like especially for things like. Board game cafes yeah. and like extra life events yep. and things like that. It's going to be going to really... make it way easier to, to we can stream that. Yeah. Now, here's a question yeah. that I have, John D. Um, can we get a Daft Concepts organizer for the? Extra... <laughs> I do <don't, laughs> for this one. I can don't we... think so. Uh, <laughs> all right, play. Let's play that. Play the commercial music. Oh uh, yeah. Do you or someone you know love to play code names? Regular size code names. Do they also have the Daft Concepts board organizer thing? Well, not anymore, because now Codenames is four times as large. Use promo code EATCHITANDDICE10 to get 10% off your order at daftconcepts.com. Um, but, but real talk, I have no idea if... I mean, they'll custom do anything, do but it, it might we cost you them. a pretty penny. That's daftconcepts.com. Promo code it. Chit and dice ten. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, I guess I guess if we ask them to do a giant. I mean, I don't know how much it would cost, but a million dollars. Million dollars. Probably less than that. Probably about. I don't know. Probably a hundred. I mean, because that's. I mean, it'd have to be big. Pretty big, yeah. Because yeah. I know how big those cards would, are. <laughs> then it would need a table. It would fit on yeah. the, all those cards. <laughs> I mean, geez. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So the next one I put on the list because I thought you put that it on there for me. I did. Yeah. I did. Um, this was one that is a hundred percent. It's a Dragon Ball Z game. Although the minis on it, like the little figures on it, I thought looked pretty cool. If you like, I may only pick that up for the. For the <laughs> yeah. Well, Although the game looks made... pretty cool, I I would I don't give a about Dragon Ball Z, but right. the game actually looked pretty fun. Well, I made um, Goku from Dragon Ball Z as a D&D 5th edition character uh, and having a miniature of Goku. Well, during the Cell Saga, he was dead, though, so I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. But yes, it takes place during the Cell Saga. I mean, the game honestly reminds me a little bit you know, I mean, not totally in gameplay, obviously, but a little bit of like Ninja Turtles. Mm, a little I bit. Yes. At least in the in the cooperative sense. Mm. But okay. there, there was a lot I didn't. I would I'd try it. I mean, it looked like I could have fun playing it anyway. Well, <laughs> what I think is really interesting about this is, is the game already out? Because if you go to... If you go to their website, mm -hmm. it says that the release date was March 7th. Um, it They didn't act like it was already right. out in the... In I the... don't think it is. I think that this is just... Like... Uh, they said it, it was an upcoming It release. was supposed to have already come out, maybe, and it got delayyed. That's what I'd that believe that. I guess. 
Um, it it sounded to me that when the, when they were talking about it, um, I mean, it's a threat management game. Yeah. Um, they said, okay, the game's called Dragon Ball Z Perfect Cell. Yeah. By the way, we just started talking about Dragon Ball Z yeah. and just went on. So it's from IDW Games, Dragon Ball Z Perfect Cell. Um, it takes place during the Cell Saga. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking about this like I know. Yeah, what I'm you don't. You about, don't know anything about Dragon don't. Ball, but that's fine. I, um, I can answer all of your Dragon Ball questions, John D. So the Z fighters are fighting against Cell. So do you know what? Do you know what that means? The I Z do. Fighters? I know okay. what the Z fighters are. I know that much. Okay. I actually looked it up after I was watching. <laughs> after I watched about the game, um, it's a threat management game. Cell, the bad guy. Yes. Um, is always generating threats, but then in addition to trying to fight the threats, they're also trying to take out Cell. Right, John D. Let me give you the pro strat on this game. Okay. All right. What you got to do is you got to play as Gohan, Teen Gohan, and then you got to get somebody else who's playing as your dead dad, Goku, to do a father and son Kamehameha at the same time. And that's how you kill Cell. It looked like it was going to be a fairly difficult game to beat. Now, is this before? Well, it's perfect Cell. So I guess like he's already eaten the androids. What? (laughs) (laughs) How's, How's Android 16 holding up? Oh, my God. And the most important question I have, is it Mr. Satan or Hercule? And can you play as him? Moving on. <laughs> Everybody knows I love Pandemic. It's my favorite game. Jason, you can stop asking me. Pandemic. Um, now, what I don't know. OK, so this this was not a thing that was announced at Gamma. This is an insider leak uh, Asmo Day had like a closed door meeting about some upcoming products that they had, and this information got out. So at this point, it's rumor and speculation. Yes, but there are photos. So take it for what it is. Star Wars Pandemic. I, I love everything about this idea. Um, it's the the board instead of being like the world, you know, like regular Pandemic. It's the Star Wars Galaxies map. It's got all of your favorite planets. It's got Coruscant. It's got Tatooine. It's got Dagobah. It's got Alderaan, which, uh, sure. I wish I spelled wrong. I did not put enough A's. There we go. Um, it, it, it's got an event card. This is the only event card that I have seen, which I believe is supposed to be One Quiet Night, but it's called That's No Moon, which I think is really funny. Um, but as far as what the disease cubes are going to be representative of, I'm not sure. I, I would assume it's things like stormtroopers and stuff. Stuff. I, I mean, Star Wars stuff. I don't know. Maybe it's like different, like X wings fighting Tie Fighters. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. We'll see what happens. Um, and there's no release date information on that, but I would assume. Possibly Gen Con. Or not. It could be later, like quarter four. Yeah. Christmas, maybe. Like around the next Star Wars Oh, my God. I bet you're right. Han Solo. I bet it'll be. More information will be coming out at Force Friday. Probably. Yeah. Maybe it is a Force Friday release. Could be. Because they did that with the the Force Awakens X-Wing set. That was a Force Friday release, and it wasn't nobody really knew much about beforehand. So, yep, yeah, that's maybe that's what it is. Maybe so. How do you feel about Renegade games? You've you've played. I mean, like I know how you feel about Clank. So I like Renegade games. Like generally, you know, it's not like any of their games are my super favorite. Although I like Clank a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, most of their games I end up liking fairly well. Mm-hmm. Well. I'm sure you know about this. I, I, I think I have a copy pre-ordered. I'm not sure. Uh, there's a Tabletop Day exclusive game. I'm kind of ticked off about now, it. Now, before you get too angry, I think the game itself is not exclusive to Tabletop Day. I think it's it just is. this printing. No. You don't think it'll ever be available ever again? According to their interview, it will not be mm. made available. Interesting. I mean, maybe not, maybe. Um, it's called Wonderland. It's a, it's a Alice in Wonderland game. Yeah, it actually looks really cool. Um, in her interview, she said that it will be, it will not be available online or anywhere else except at your local retailer for International Tabletop Day. So if your retailer were to buy up enough to keep it available for a while, then great. Or if the distributor has enough that the retailer can, you know, get some more, 
then fine. But it will only be available at local retailers. Um, they will not be able to, you know, like Target or whatever. Yeah. Nobody that doesn't participate in International Tabletop Day will be able to get this game. I, I think that if you want this game, you can go to your local store and get it. Um, Unless yeah. your local store par- didn't participate in mm, International right, Tabletop Day. Right. But I think if you went and talked to, you know, an employee at your store and said, hey, I'm interested in this game. I'd like to reserve a copy. They'd probably work with you on that. Unless you happen to have a store that sucks at ordering games. Yes, that's also a possibility. can think of a couple. Yeah. So I'm on the fence about it because, you know, I would like to get this game. And, you know, I happen to be in an area where it's difficult to get games. Yes, sometimes it can be. Yes. So I'm on the fence about it because I actually I like Alice in Wonderland. And I think the game looks really cool. The art looks really cool. So while I think it's cool because it's nice when bigger companies try to work with small retailers. And I think that's what they're doing. They're trying to not forget the little guy. They're trying to say, hey, you know, little guys, we're not only focusing on the big box stores. We're remembering that you guys exist and you guys need, you know, you guys need to be remembered yeah, too. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. And I think it's really cool. But it's also kind of a bummer because people that don't have access to those stores are going to have to be counting on the people that throw these games up on eBay. Yep. Yep. So it's kind so of don't a, be that guy. It's going to, it's a double edged sword. <laughs> so yeah, but the game does look really cool. Um, but they also have another game. Yes. Um, I'm a big fan of dice games. Yes. And this is a dice game. This is a really cool dice game called lucidity six sided nightmares. No, thank you, please. <laughs> I don't want to have a one-sided nightmare. I don't want to, I definitely don't want a six-sided nightmare. Can you imagine if you're just, you're just there, you're having a dream, you're on a Viking boat, and then all of a sudden, out of the depths, a monstrous D6 appears. Wow. Or if you're in a field fighting a gazebo, and a monstrous D6 appears. Oh, well. What is this game about, John? Do you- <laughs> so it's a press your luck dice game. Another thing I really love, but everybody loves to play against me because I cannot ever stop I'm really bad. I'm always like, oh, I can do one more roll. Nope. I can do one more turn. You sure can't. And I can't. But um, it's a press your luck game. has really cool art and a whole bunch of custom dice, which I love because I think it's really fun to roll lots of dice. Um, so if you press your luck too far, you become a nightmare. But you can still win as a nightmare. So it's a really cool game. has a lot of dice. And you should check it out from Renegade Games. Um... I don't know how I feel about this next one. Like on, on one hand, I'm really excited because I think it's hilarious. On the other hand, I don't care for the game at all. So last year, Catan Studios published a rethemed Settlers of Catan, which I, sorry, it's just, it's just called Catan now. But yes. The Game of Thrones one. This year is something you, you like even less, John D. Oh, that actually is a sound he makes. Sort of. No. Um, Rick and Morty Catan. And it has it has a subtitle. So it's Rick and Morty Catan Citadel of Ricks. So it's based on the episode. You know, all of the Rick and Morty games have been based on episodes mm. um, like the. I'm sorry, there's a cat <laughs> pushing a food bowl around. There's a um, there's the episode where they're like inside the dude's body and they have to build the theme park. And they made a game based on that. There's, oh, I've, pl- I've played that. Yes. There's the episode where there's like imposter people um, and implanting false memories and fake things. Uh, and there's there's a game based on that episode. Is uh, that the Mr. Meeseeks one? No, no, there's there's that one, too. There's the Meeseeks one. No, the, the one with like Mr. Poopy Butthole. <laughs> that's his name. That's his, that's his name. Uh, I don't remember what the name of that episode is, but they, they made a game on that. It's like a social deduction game. Okay. But so this one is just, it's Rick and Morty Catan, Citadel of Ricks. And the Citadel of Ricks was an episode. I don't know what season it was, season two or something. I don't know. Um, but you play as one of the Ricks on the Citadel rebuilding after the events of season three. Um, and the tagline here says, get, God, this is so stupid. Get Swifty. Earn schmeckles, trade for items, and compete for the best Rick. But watch out for Steely. Uh, Steely was a character on like inter- interdimensional cable who would just steal stuff. So it's it's the thief. If you roll seven in Catan, you know the thief. Um, there's the microverse battery. These are the resources: microverse battery, circuit board, 
Fleeb, Dark Matter, and Plut- Plutonic Rock. I feel like they probably could have done better with like more jokes like the Szechuan sauce, but fine. Um, and the different Ricks have unique character abilities, and you can ask for help from Mr. Meeseeks. So it has some kind of unique game mechanic, like the Star Trek one had um, the, characters like the character cards, of, yes. Yeah. Um, so this one has that as well with the different Ricks and some some sort of mysterious Meeseeks ability where I guess he will fulfill your request. So I have no idea when this is coming out. Um, when did I, I don't think the Catan one. I think it just showed up on shelves. I don't think it was at like Origins or Gen Con. I think it was just was a normal retail release. I don't know. I don't care about Catan enough to have, have tracked when that came out. But yeah, there you go. That's a dumb thing that a lot of people are going to buy. But hey, you know what? If it grows the hobby, that's great. Although, if you remember what happened at that McDonald's when they ran out of that ketchup. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, you're way more excited about this one than I, I am. I am so. You're way so more excited, excited about, about this. about this. Oh, my God. So, Strange Machine Games and Japanime Games are teaming up to come out with two Robotech games. And, oh, my God, the bigger of the two games looks so freaking awesome. Um, Jared just left and he won't be commenting apparently. Um, so one of them is called Robotech attack on the, on the SDF one. So Robotech attack on the SDF one is a story driven tower defense strategy game. And Jared likes tower defense games. Um, I, I like, I do like tower defense games and you will play this game with me. I will. Um, they're trying for a Gen Con release, so I will absolutely be giving Jared money and making him go get this for me. Sorry, everyone. I had to leave to feed this cat because she's been pushing her food bowl <laughs> around has, and meowing. She has. She's so, starving to death. She's so fat, but she has to eat. So I will absolutely be giving Jared money to go get this game for me um, because I have to have it. So it's a story-driven tower defense game. It looks bad. You can't say that, Johnny. Yes, I, have I to, can. I have to bleep that now no. like I did last time. <laughs> Whatever. I can say Johnny. <laughs> Whatever. So it has scenarios that it follows. Each scenario takes about two hours to play. Um, but they said there's also going to be special force, special forces scenarios that take less time to play. Um, it's one to five players, full co-op. Um, and they said it co- encompasses the show completely up until about the time that they're approaching Earth. So a good portion of the show. So basically just the Macross saga. Yeah. Yeah, Not until any it gets of the super dumb. Extra Garbo until, stuff that, they, that the was point. a different show. Yeah, until the point that it got super dumb. Do you remember when when they added the like? It was a completely different show until, that they yes. had adapted. Oh my god, yes! <laughs> like it just changed, and one day until it was like it was a like, kid on a scooter. Yes. Oh my god, it was so stupid. So okay, where's something, Max? Something that I thought was hilarious. So okay, those of you that have watched Robotech, Minmay. In this, Minmay is an obstacle card. Yeah, she's an obstacle in the show as well. <laughs> but when I said that, I cracked up. So she comes out in the bad guy cards. And when she's she comes out, she's like causing drama. Yeah, because the... <sighs> but I thought that was hilarious that they did Look, that. The Zentradi were all like, what's music? We better kidnap Min... <laughs> you know, if Minmay hadn't been there... First of all, the scene with the giant frozen tuna would have been way better without her. Right. That's from like the first episode. But no, I thought it was freaking hilarious that they did that with Min May, though, because I was like, oh, my God, that is so true, because she's always causing trouble and drama. And she's always like, oh, my God, Rick, he's in the hospital. But why isn't he paid? I'm going to go to the hospital and visit him. And now I'm going to fall asleep. I hate Min May. Okay. (laughs) But anyway, so I'm really excited about um, Robotech attack on the SDF one. And it's going to be so awesome. And it's got these giant, like, oh, it's just going to be so cool. Anyway, the other game that they have a smaller Robotech game coming out called Ace Pilot. It is a um, mostly a dice game. Well, it is a dice game. It has a really cool, um, I don't know, Jared, would you describe uh, it as a pattern okay. matching? Um, when he was When he was giving that interview and he was like, it's got a cool mechanic we don't think has ever been used in board games before. And as soon as he said what it was, I was like, oh, you mean like wizard chess? 
Is it? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, to be fair, this is a marketing guy. This isn't a guy that's, uh, you know, got 40 years worth of board game history in his brain. I mean, I really hadn't seen it before, but I haven't played Wizard Chess. I don't so. think Wizard Chess was the actual name of the game. But uh, essentially, your characters have the ability to attack different parts of the board in different ways. So, like, some guys can only attack in rows. Some guys can only attack in columns. Some guys can only attack in squares. Some guys can only attack on the corners, stuff like that. So maybe, maybe the exact way that that works is unique, but that idea is not new. Right. So basically there are tokens that come in a tray or that you put into a tray. Yeah. It's a little vacuum form plastic tray. Yeah. Um, there are, you put a number of the tokens, um, in, in the tray and I think it what was like a four by four, mm, three by three. No, I think, was it three mm-hmm. by three? So it was like a three by three tray. Um, and you put a number of tokens in each cell, and they represent the Zentradi that you're trying to take out. And if you've never watched Macross or Robotech or Zentradi anything, Zentradi are the bad guys. Yeah. Um, and you play until one of the cells is empty. And there are cards that represent the heroes, and you roll the dice, and the dice that you use are the you use you have to match the patterns on the on the heroes in order to use the heroes to take out the Zentradi. And the Zentradi have patterns on them that represent what pattern in the cells that you can take out. So yeah. I, it, the way that the game works is I'm not sure I've seen a dice game quite like it. And I think it looks really cool. So I'm definitely going to be buying both of these Robotech games. And it's probably the first time in a while that I've been super excited about something Japanime came out with. And it's not that I don't yeah. like Japanime. It's just mo- I'm just kind of over deck builders. I like deck builders. I've just, I have so many of them that I haven't been super excited about one in a while. And that's a lot of what Japanime does. Yes. So. Yes, it is. Um, a lot of what WizKids does is republish games they've already made. Yeah. Like, yep. they're doing that with the with the Star Trek Attack Wing. They are re-releasing the old ships. Seriously? Yes. They're, they're doing them as, like, themed boxes. So the, there's also different cards. So you can have different... If you've already bought this product, guess what, John? You can buy it again. Well, guess what? I'm selling all of mine. Okay. But another thing that they're doing that I'm actually legitimately excited about is... Okay, sit down. Are you sitting down, John D? Um, yeah. Harry Potter Attack Wing. They're teaming up with USAopoly because USAopoly has, like, I don't know, board game rights for Harry Potter or something. And they are making Attack Wing. But it's Quidditch. So, it's based on the popular Attack Wing game system, including games such as X-Wing, Star Trek, Dungeons and Dragons, based on the flight path system from Wings of Glory. Wings of Glory. Um, it's pre-painted characters. They're on brooms. I hope their painting has gotten better. It hasn't. <laughs> no, actually, so WizKids, they, they have gotten better about painting. It's gotten better. That's part of the reason I stopped playing Star Trek, because their painting yeah. was just so crappy. I was jealous of X-Wing, because X-Wing from Fantasy Flight, mm-hmm. their painting is so good. Yeah, it's a lot better. Um, but no, I, I don't think that the WizKids painting process has gotten hugely better but it it's better than it used to be um but this one is it's it's probably going to make some people really upset um it uses the characters from the movie versions rather than the book versions because it's you know the the movies are just more popular they are they're they are just it'll more appeal popular. to a lot more uh, it'll appeal to a broader audience yes. of gamers yes um so it uses uh, card art from the movies. Uh, they're just screenshots. It's really lazy, but <laughs> what do you expect? Um, and so it's, it, the base set is going to come with characters from the first two movies and future sets are going to contain characters from other movies because um, as the movies went on, Quidditch teams changed, uh, you know, like Malfoy joined in season two, season two, geez, movie number two. Um, and he is going to be the the first prize for the organized play. So WizKids loves organized play. Draco Malfoy was in the first movie. He joined the Quidditch team in the second oh. movie. Oh, OK. And Got they had it. the the 9001 Nimbus instead of the 9000. Got it. Because his dad was like, 
It's me, Lucius. I have money. I'm the bad guy. Got it. OK, here's this book. It also Dobby. Uh, but yes, this is the organized play is happening. And the first organized play like tournament, um, Malfoy is going to be like the prize. Uh, participation prizes is a golden snitch card. And if you've ever played any of WizKids games before, you know, uh, eventually they'll release this character for mass market, but it'll have a different sculpt and maybe a different card art, something like that. So if you don't win the tournament, it's okay. You can probably still get Malfoy. I think it's really interesting that the first pack is movie one and two, but you don't get him. Like he's only available as a tournament prize. So that's kind of weird, but okay, sure. Uh, I I assume he'll be available later on. Um, And I think they'll probably release individual character packs as well. Uh, But I don't know. I'm not inside WizKids headquarters. That's all I got. USAopoly also teamed up with someone else, Project Raygun, to make a Samurai Jack game. Back to the past. Um, so I also couldn't give a hoot about Samurai Jack. Um, but the game looks really cool. It's another one of those games where I don't really watch the show, but I would totally play the game. So it's not that I don't like Samurai Jack. It's just not really my jam. If you never got into it. Then yeah. Yeah. It's not that I don't like it. It's just the art's not really my thing. And the show, like, I'm just not really into samurai stuff. My husband loves it. And um, he really likes the show. And I, yeah, I just not really. But I would totally play the game. Um, the game looks really fun. So it it's based on the fifth and final season. Yes. Which, if you look at the art, um, you'll notice that the Jack does not have a sword. So if you have not seen, okay, spoiler warning. If you have not seen season five of Samurai Jack. Don't listen to this part of the Don't listen to this part. Instead, stop and then go to our website and click on the episode notes and then transcript and find out when we're done talking about this and skip to that time. Yeah. Which is really complicated. Alternatively, pause this episode, go watch all of the fifth season of Samurai Jack and then <laughs> unpause. Yeah. So anyway, um, so you're playing as Jack's friends that he's met along his story. And um, it's a combination action movement selection that's moving into a set collection style game. What? That is how they described it. So it is a action selection um, or an action movement selection. So you're that's what. (laughs) Sure. It's cooperative. That's all I need to know. It's cooperative and there's drafting card drafting. Yeah, there's card drafting. You're mo- you're selecting your action movements, and then it's also like a set collection game. So it's got several components of the game. It's co-op. It has a sanity meter where you're trying to keep Jack from falling too far into despair. If yeah, Jack falls. He's got to get back back to the yeah. Past. If Jack falls too far into despair before he gets back to the past, then game over. So. The game looks really cool, and the figures in the game are really cute. Now, I assume they're pre-painted here because the, yes. the, the promo shot here shows them as pre-painted. Yes, yes, they are um, pre-painted. The board's not really anything to look at. It's just got, it's just a board and you put cards on it. Yeah. Uh, it looks, like, honestly, if you just showed me this picture and said, what do you think about this game? I'd be like, I, yeah, yep, that's c- cool miniatures. Um, but I'm sure that the game is a lot more fun. I mean, it looks really what cool. it looks like. It looks cool. And, you know, I mean, it looks kind of minimalist, but at the same time, the show art and stuff is yes. kind of minimalist. Yes. So I think it fits the theme of the show. Mm-hmm. And the um, the gameplay looks like and, and this is coming from somebody that's not into Samurai Jack. I think I could sit down with Samurai Jack fans and actually have a good time playing the game. Yeah. So well, I guess we'll find out whenever I buy it. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll buy it. I don't know. I'll probably buy it for Jeremy. It's set for July, so it's in between Origins and Gen Con. Con. So, yep. I don't know. Okay. Do you have a recipe for us, John? I do. So, April Fool's Day is coming up, and I just had a birthday. So, I thought... Yes, when this episode comes out, you will have just had a birthday, yes. You just gotta ruin the allure of (laughs) when the episodes come out. Look. They know that we that this is not recorded live as they're listening to yeah, it. Yeah, whatever. So anyway, I will have just had a birth, birthday. April Fool's Day is coming up. So I wanted to do like a cake. 
And since it's April Fool's Day coming up, this cake looks like a pizza. I think this is real dumb. Oh, it, it's April here's, Fool's here's Day. Why. Here's why I think it's real dumb. Because the pepperonis are just cut up fruit roll. Yeah, I know. Fruit roll ups. To eat it, I would take the stupid pepperonis off because fruit roll ups are gross. And then you'd add pineapples because pineapples go on a pizza. Ugh. I don't like pineapples. Wow. So. Um, hashtag pineapples go on pizza. I don't know if that's a real hashtag, but I know right now it's real fun. It's a real cool meme to make fun of people who like pineapples on their pizza. Anyway. And this guy likes pineapples on his pizza. Anyway, so tomato is a fruit. It it this is this is it's 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 just a yellow cake. Um, yeah, because the the cake part looks like um, your a pizza crust. dough and your crust. And then what is it? Strawberry? Is that what you've? What makes the tomato sauce? I looked at the recipe, it's, but uh, I didn't. I believe it's just icing. Yeah, it's just icing with food coloring. Okay. And um, I looked at the recipe because I had to fix something on it, and I was like, "Oh, this is cute," and then forgot all about it. It's got it's the it's vanilla frosting that you use like a red uh, food coloring or a paste food coloring. Okay. And then um, you use like a white baking chocolate, and then you grate it for like oh, the cheese. Oh, so the cheese, okay. Yeah, but then you use strawberry fruit roll-ups for the for the pepperoni and. To eat it, I unless you like fruit roll-ups, and then you're just wrong. <laughs> but you know, you take those off. Now, kids would really just think this is super fun. It really does look like a pizza, um, and it's just a yellow cake with you know chocolate and frosting yeah. and stuff on it. So it actually tastes really good. Um, so you know, it's a fun April Fool's Day pizza cake um, or birthday cake for, you know, for Johnny's birthday. Or if you want to have a pizza party and also want the dessert to be a pizza. Yeah. For yeah. some reason. Yeah. Or if you're like paying, playing like a food game, food theme game, food game theme night or something. Um, yeah. you know, it's just a fun, tasty cake that looks like a pizza. Yep. April Fool's. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about Kickstarters. Um, one of these I think is really cool. The other one I think is real dumb. You want to take a bet on which one I think is which? You're probably wrong. Um, well, let's start at the first one. Okay. So Dinosaur Island came out. Um, it was cool. Everybody loved it. Number one game of all time involving dinosaurs and islands. There's an expansion coming out and a reprint. Well, it's actually, it's two. Ex- well, it's three expansions, right? No, it's a, it's a standalone and an expansion and a reprint. Okay. So there's a standalone that's a two-player game called Duelisaur Island. Yes, yes. And then there's an expansion called, what, Back from, Ex- Back from Extinction? Totally Liquid. Totally Liquid. That's the expansion. It adds cars. Mm, yeah? No, it doesn't, no. Add, it doesn't add cars. <laughs> no, what's the expansion? Totally Liquid. Is that the expansion? Yeah. Okay. Dinosaur Island Extreme Edition. That's the one, that, that's the reprint. Totally Liquid Expansion. Yeah. And yeah. Duelasaur Island two-player game. And then there's the Extreme Edition, which is a, like, a new, updated... Yes, it's the reprint with... Reprint. Because per Kickstarter rules, if you're going to put something on Kickstarter, it has to be different. So they... But they said that there's some things that they wanted to do that they didn't get to do uh-huh. in the base game. That, uh-huh. Look, I gave them a lot of money. They could have done these things. Yeah, well... I never got the base game, so... My husband and I are kicking around whether or not we can spare $150 to get all of this. Um, because we want to, but we're also in the process of... We got some other things going on in the works, and we just aren't sure that we can spare 150 bucks. So I'm watching this and trying to decide if we can do it or not. Because I regret not getting it the first time around. So I know if I don't do it, I'm going to regret not getting all of it. But I'm also not sure that I can do it, so... Uh, Let me read this sentence to you. For backers of Dinosaur Island 1.0, as a thank you, any backers who jump into this new campaign for either Dulasaur or Totally Liquid will get the new slap bracelet as a free thank you for supporting us. A slap bracelet. It's a slap in the face. Thanks a lot. (laughs) I already bought your game. Yeah. I mean, I believe that you can, as an add-on, get the new components. I I don't know. I, I probably will upgrade. Yeah. Like, I believe you can get the upgraded components. I think it said somewhere that you can do that. Probably. Uh, so. 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you can't. Maybe you can, maybe you can't. Upgrade kits. For those of you who may have already yeah. had a copy of Dinosaur Island and want an upgrade kit, we are going to offer that at the end of the campaign during the backer kit. Okay. For And can add $30 to your pledge $30. now per upgrade kit that you want. <sighs> okay. So you will be able to get the upgrade kit. Great. Okay. Cool. Well, we'll have a link to that in the episode uh, notes and description. All right, so let's go on to the Kickstarter that I actually care about. Uh, oh, that's not fair. I'm gonna I'm gonna back Dinosaur Island. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. I, I backed it the first time. I think the game's really cool, but this one this is a unique game. It's a really unique game that I think it's really cool. Uh, it's called Scurvy. It is a pick up and deliver pirate game. Uh, it's got ship to ship combat. And the ship-to-ship combat is it's a real-time dice rolling, so it's like cannon combat. Um, and it's got take-that mechanics and player-versus-player interactions. Uh, the thing that I think is really funny and really cool about this game is that the victory points are wooden oranges. But they're just, I mean, they're just like little wooden orange discs, but they're supposed to be the oranges. It's resource management as well, because you have to feed the pirates the oranges so they don't get scurvy. But the oranges are also victory points, so you have to strategize. Like, it's really strategic about when do you feed the pirates, because it's costing you points. Um, I, I think it's just a really unique game. I can't think of really any other games where you have to spend your victory points like that. Or lose them. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. There's a cat screaming. Get yeah, get out of here. Uh, I, 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 really I can't think of another game where... where other players can sabotage you by stealing your victory points. Oh, I'm sure there's a lot of those. Really? I'm, I'm sure. But I, I think it's just really neat. Uh, you know, if you're going as a pirate, you're, you know, you're sailing, say, sailing, sailing, sailing your ship from port to port doing pirate stuff. But also you have to eat your own victory <laughs> points to keep from dying. <laughs> right. So like all this time, you know, you're like, all right, I got to do I got to do pirate stuff. But all this other players over here, he's going to come into my zone. All right, we got to roll. All right, let's do the dice combat. Oh, okay, I won. Okay, I'm going to steal his oranges. And then now he's got to, okay, he's going to starve. Some of his guys are going to die from scurvy. I I really like the idea of this game. And I think it looks really cool. It looks like it's about $60. Um, that doesn't include shipping. Uh, the art is... Uh, the wooden oranges are super cool. And the they're just wooden like, discs, John. Do you? I don't they're just, care. They're wooden and they're fun. And the art is like really cute because they're it's pirates and yeah. they're lovable. It's kind of cartoony. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll have a link to that in the episode notes as well. Uh, I'm sorry. There's a cat dying behind <laughs> us. I don't know what's going on. Got scurvy. <laughs> She's got scurvy. scurvy. All right. Well, that that'll do it for us for today, for this episode. But. Um, yeah, so just I guess check out those those Kickstarters in the episode notes. And um, as of last episode, you can't look at the episode notes fully in iTunes or Google Play or anything. So you got to go to our website and click on those. But until next time, John D. You can eat shit and dice. All right, bye bye. Eat Shit and Dice is an independent production of Swin Media and is distributed under a Creative Commons license. Attribution, non-commercial, share alike, 4.0, international.